0: In Jesus' name we have prayed. Our Father, we thank you for another day in your presence. Thank you for what you have prepared for us. Thank you for the special word that we are going to receive. Thank you for the prayers that we are going to offer. Thank you for the words that we will lift up to you in prayers. We thank you because we know that our answers are guaranteed. We give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Therefore, we declare as follows. Now I declare. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in the manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His word. The word is entering my heart. He's giving me light and direction. It's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Today understanding will come to you in Jesus' name. Alright, can you greet somebody on your left and your right before you take your seat? Said the person, God bless you. You are welcome. All right. You know, I had something in my mind um, that today when we want to when we'll be meeting. I like us to just take the most of the time to pray for the country, especially because uh, of what is happening over the next few days or what will be happening in the next few days. That is a matter of elections. And then uh, my alumni fellowship, since the beginning, well, some, some weeks now, prayer has been going on on a daily basis for the country. Something triggered it. And this morning, our sister coordinating the prayers, she made it, she said some things which are now ignited me to just share a short word concerning how to pray in faith. And for that reason, so after I finished sharing, I didn't think of today. So I'll now come and i say, well, since I had planned for us to pray this evening before for the country, then I shared that thing in the morning. So I said, okay, good. Let me just share that one with us here. That will not lay the foundation for what we are going to do. So let's start from there. If you don't mind, start from the book of James. um, James chapter 5. Now, what I want to share briefly, we're going to, like I said, we're going to pray for the country. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. If you believe that, give me an amen. Amen. All right. So it's our duty. It's our responsibility. The Red Prince said that in any country, in any nation where the church is established, that God holds the church responsible for anything that goes wrong in that place. So we should bear that in mind when we are doing things that we are held responsible we are held responsible. You know, sometimes in my house, you know, has you know, ever happened to you before. Anyway, yeah. You know, just wake up at 2 a.m. Say, let's just go and check. Find out your front door is open. 1 a.m. The back door is open. Or oh, it's raining heavily and everybody is sleeping in their rooms. Then you go downstairs, the sitting room windows, they are all open and rain is just entering. And then the natural thing is that um, if you are like me, you get angry. Why shouldn't you get angry? It's natural. Just by the way, I just feel like sharing this joke with you. It's not a joke, it really happened. My neighbor was boggled, you know. Somebody entered the house. The guy spent a lot of time opening the window, we passing through an AC vent. You know, no, they didn't lock the door. That, <laughs> no, I just remember. He spent a lot of time. Unfortunately, as soon as he stepped in, he stepped on a chair that had, they were playing chess so he it, it, it just displaced the chessboard and all the chess pieces hit the floor and the floor was a hard floor, so the noise woke my guy up, so the thief ran away, so he told me, he said the guy did not know that the door was wide open that is, all he had to do was just turn the, <laughs> so he spent a long time breaking into a house that he did not lock the door, the Lord is good, and that's how God defended him and that just by the way now back to my gist So it happens sometimes, it's happened again and again, you know. Well, I have a large house, only large many people live there, big people. There are little people that are qualified to be called adults, apart from my wife and I. So you kind of get angry. And one day, somebody say one day. One day day I called my wife. I said, Oh girl, this getting angry is not necessary. That's me getting angry, not how. I said, It is my house, I'm the head of this house. They don't lock the door. It's my fault. They don't close the windows. It's my fault. So, I now make it a small habit. After going to sleep, I wake up, 12 minutes, I will come out. I'll go and check by myself. No need getting angry. And if I hear crew crew downstairs, okay, that means there's somebody there. Who is there? I can always say, it's me. I say, okay, check the front door. Did you lock the gate? Yes. Have you fed the dog? I ask all the questions. You know why? I'm responsible. That's the point I'm to make. So now, I don't vex as much as I used to initially. Ah, what is wrong with all of you? You just eat and you can't sleep. <laughs> one day I told myself this. <laughs> so I, I, that day I told my wife, I said, baby, you know what? Please, if you are the one that remembers, just check. Thank God. Thank God for phones, and phones are not costly. All right? I My house is kind of big, so call one of the people here. Are you sure you locked the door? I did. Are you sure? Nobody, because sometimes. One person will lock the door. Another person will go out to go and remove one tower he left on the line. Uh, Because the fellow was half sleepy, just come in, collect the tower, just go sleep. (laughs) So I said, please, people should go and check again. Now, why am I saying all of these things? I want us to understand what's our responsibility. You know, it's so easy to point fingers. That's why I'm saying all of these things. Before you shout APC, shout Church PC. Are you getting what I'm saying? Before you say PDP, Child Church DP. It is true. What I'm telling you is not a joke. You know, the day of judgment, I don't know how it's going to be like, but many of us are in for surprises. It's all of you who stole Nigeria's money. Line up your mind. Huh? Good. We were preaching against them that time. No problem. We want them. So you expect to hear. Um, okay, let's just, I'm not saying anybody stole. I just want to call names. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody stole, I'm just want just to call names, And you see the names I'm calling, so you'll understand. So you expect to hear, mm, I didn't say he stole, just that I was a president. After that, I said, Good luck, Ebele Jolantan. That's what you're expecting to hear. Who came after him? Or guy at the top, have you? Muhammad Buhari. He, has, he said, Today, today. Next thing you just hear, Yeah, Adeboye. You say what? David or Depo. And you're like what? Lazarus Moka? You are thinking, no, these are the holiness people, sir. You are making a mistake. They didn't even hold government position. Then one angel will call you aside and start explaining. Now I'm not accusing, you know, like I'm not accusing a Okay, let me. I, I forgot my name. <laughs> I should add it. Yeah, have bank Join. Say, don't balance now. I don't call myself Abi. You? So you're like, no, now they didn't even hold government positions. Why are you calling them? One angel will call you to decide. Say, so it is not only those who do them, but those who create the avenue, or those who were negligent in doing what was supposed to end it, all of them will collect the king. He said, but what, 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 what did this man of God do? Okay, I know Pastor we was just preaching the He Say, ah, why did he not remember every day before offering? To say anybody who stole, don't bring offering to this place. How many people that stole did he bless? I'm happy I'm using my own name. So, just for records, again, all the men I called, I only called their names because they are big ministers in Nigeria. I'm not saying they steal money, Oh, if you go and report the report to me, say. I said so. You will see, I also added my own name. All right. Okay. Okay, Mute Udu. He's one of them. <laughs> Put everything inside. The Lord is good. What I'm saying is that I want us to think like that. If you think like that, we'll be more responsible. That's the point I'm just making. We'll be more responsible. You know, and I've said this many times. Let me just say it again. It will be more tolerable for the so called government officials. That stole government money than the pastors who lied to collect money with the word of God. That's a matter of fact. It's more tolerable for the unbeliever that was stealing money than for the pastor who knew he was stealing, but who gladly collected the same money in thanksgiving offering. A man will say something once, I just said, This I doesn't understand anything. He said, Another man is fake, but if he brings offering, I'll collect. Talking about another preacher, another so-called preacher. There are those people who are fake preacher, but then they come and see me, they bring money, I will collect me. I have no problem. You know, I said, Do you realize what they are doing? There are times they're just buying judgment. Like, ah, you don't think when they punish me, or let me just do something deserving of punishment. You know, do you know why in ways they gluten for punishment? That's what we do sometimes, some of the ways we behave. Really. I'm not joking about that. Really, really, I'm serious about it. All right. So, we have, you see, we have to understand that sense of responsibility. That's something to emphasize. So, the Prince said, in, in any nation where the church is established, the Lord holds the church responsible for the problems of that country. So, when you say, where is there Boko Haram problem in Nigeria? You say, ask the church. When you say, where is there corruption? You say, ask the church. You know, when you hear a lot of things, I was telling my wife this a few days ago. I had some discussion with one of our brethren here last Saturday. At the end, I got home. I told my wife, I hey, I've told you that 100 Muhammadu Buharis employing 1,000 new ribadus uh, with uh, 100,000 Isisagis advising them cannot end corruption in Nigeria. They can't. They cannot. It's just not possible. I don't want to explain in details why now. okay? Now, this is where I'm going. I said, okay, who are the people that can end it? I said, my understanding is that only, the let me use the expression, only the clergy they are the only ones that have that kind of power that is required they are the only ones I've looked at it, in my understanding of life the kind of power required to end it is only in the hand of the clergy only what they call the men of the cloth have that kind of power, let me tell you the truth hmm. look, I've seen government, federal government rules when um, was it uh, Obi and um, Ngozi when they arranged so that we, government won't steal money again all the rules of procurement, everything they put in place. Hmm? First, guys who were stealing it, perhaps they say, had that device is evil. They have already devised the evil yeah, right. on how to go around it. Those rules only hindered those who wanted to walk without stealing. That was the only thing they succeeded in doing. That was the only, they say get three quotations. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in this generation. They are used to it. They just opened their drawer. They have ABC Company Incorporated, XYZ Company Incorporated, and GBI Company. They just give you so. Yes. So I realized, corruption matter is a personal thing. It's only if I say I, there is nothing, look, I've seen all the rules they put down. All of them funny rules. It's only those who are honest, that suffer. Those who are, who want to, come on, they've already, so they, Ngozi Okonje Wala finally wrote a book. On how why it is dangerous to fight corruption, it's not in the book. yeah, she said fighting corruption is dangerous. The you woman know, wasn't joking because she, she saw and listen, she had a person just years She could tell him things, and the man would act. yet she said fighting this thing is dangerous. Dora Conly fought fake drugs until a bullet passed through her calf. and' here. How many of you remember? What is the big deal? They say, don't say good drugs make money. But after she finished fighting fake drugs, fake drugs, fake drugs, one of the fake drugs people gathered arms, blocked the road. She was passing. They ran the car with bullets. Her scarf, thank God for African scarf. Phew! Bullets. What does that tell you? It was meant to pass through her head. look, oh, let me not waste your time talking about corruption. Because if I look. So they say corruption fights back. Well, let's not let's not sit down there because we have to preach our preach. We have to preach our preach. <laughs> yes now. <laughs> so that is good. After reasoning about it. Okay? I said, who are the only people that can stop corruption? Let me tell you, pastors can. In the past, if you see that money, you will die and go to hell, people will be afraid. Why do you think they steal and come and pay it tight? They really don't want to go to hell. So when the man comes with a tithe and he says that this tithe we burn you, destroy your children, your family. Your father will be raised up from the dead and killed again. Do you, do you know? Next time they bring money. The guy, good. Think, think. Just for thinking and slowing down. Just that consideration. Let's just think about it. That's all God wants. When enough people do that in a country, you create, like Patu told me, said, a time will come, you will create a critical mass of a, in a society where people can get by without participating in corruption. As it is right now, the Bible says he that turns away from evil makes himself a prey, a victim. Because there's no critical mass. There's not enough people who, say, who will just say no. After reasoning about it, I, I've said this again and again. Maybe one day can we hear me. I'm PFN and they will institute it. They just send a small secular to all the churches. All the bishops will give to their pastors and priests to read before service. Just one small six lines of declaration the curses of God that's upon the house of the thief before every offering. See, the problem we have is are we willing for the drop in offering? Because it's a drop. That's the issue. Are we willing? Are we willing for that offering to drop? Where before, after Thanksgiving service, you can count 25 million. But if you preach, if you read what the bishop sent after that day, because before you start, you say, if your money is not fully taxed, please don't bring it here. If you could not declare it, you might say, "Waiting concern you consent, you consent that one now. He said, No, if it is stolen in Jesus' name, it will punish you. It happened to one of my friends, was a pastor in one of these neighboring African countries. He said, I don't know what else they did, but drug dealers and um, fraudsters, they filled his church. So every day he kept on preaching. They wouldn't stop are crimes. So one day he came to church and just said it straight. If you don't stop your bad behaviors, don't come to this church again. All this righteousness, holiness preaching, one day they just got tired. This pastor doesn't have sense. So they all left him and went to, this is not in Nigeria. Alright, he's in Nigeria now, right? He's in Enugu now actually. They went to another church not too far from his, pastored also by a Nigerian, a branch of one of our big denominations. So that one didn't preach like he was preaching. He said to me that you know, before the end of the year, they had built a church there. They contributed enough money, and built a church. I'm telling you. He was looking at the man. Let me make a long story short. His bishop, that man, bishop, that man, the big bishop, was is in Nigeria. That one had to travel to that country to bring him out of prison when things came to a head. So he was looking, saying, Shit. <coughs> "When they were bringing offering, you were enjoying." I don't know how the man ended up in prison. But this big bishop from Nigeria had to go come to that country, uses his influence to extricate the man from jail. That was the corruption that they brought into the place. He didn't preach what he was supposed to preach because people were bringing money. So listen, let me tell you the truth. The problem of Nigeria is a church problem. It's not an Islamic problem. I reasoned about it. Eh? You know what God said? Either you are cold or you are hot. He said, since you are neither cold nor hot, what will happen? You are going to get vomited out of the joint. At all? <laughs> of the area of where you are supposed to be. Now, many people find this a bit hard to understand. But this is the truth. When God, I have seen this again and again. When God finds lukewarm Christianity, they are often replaced with Islam. You've seen this they say before. That uh, you know, there was a few years ago, it's no longer trending few years ago, it was trending that um, we should, were forwarding it around. Uh, the churches in the Book of Revelations, they were all in Turkey. Turkey is not an Islamic country. So we need to come together and vote so that, you know, this Islamic party will not take over, so it will not become like Turkey. I said, why are we this silly? The churches were in the Book of Revelations. They were in Turkey. Why didn't you just read what the Lord of the Church said to them? You are guiding me to vote now so as to use political arrangements to prevent divine judgment. Don't you think my finger will go in the process? If you think you can vote enough to prevent God's judgment from coming, he will chop off your finger. Then that, that didn't used to amaze me. I said, people, what is going on? Did the Lord not say to you clearly that I am the one that will remove your candle from its place if you do not repent? Why are you not making it look like uh, it's lack of polit- political arrangement that's the problem? One of our brothers who is into this can can thing, you no, know, you no know, can Christian of Nigeria, right? Last time he was in my house, we were talking, he's a minister. Hmm. He said, last time when Pastor Ayorse Jaffa was um, can president, he told me about the encounters the man had and the frustrations and how can and he even advised him, sir, this is what we can do to help the Christians and then come together, bring out a candidate, and all of that, so that they don't come together. The problem is that are too, there's too much division. When he finished telling me, he said that, when he said one of those days, he finished telling Pastor, I'm oh, Pastor Pastor told, told him that I'm tired. That he had tried many of those things. Pastor I just said, look, I'm tired. That he had tried and tried and tried. To expect the Christians up north, to help them. Nothing came out of it. So I told him, and that's what I want to tell you again. I laughed. I said it will never work. I said, Christians don't derive their power from politics. Listen to me. Christians don't derive their, their power from political arrangement. I always laugh when Christians say, let's gather and support a candidate. I preached this thing in Kaduna last time I was there on Sunday morning in a very big church. Don't, because Kaduna is where those things are very, very hot. I said, listen, don't even think you will gather your money together and support a candidate. The the first time they had a Christian Democratic governor in Kaduna, what happened? His helicopter crashed and he died. Okay, so do you know people die? Thank God for the Vice President. His helicopter has crashed twice in eight months. man is going to live a very long time. Even though from now, I don't think he went to helicopter again. (laughs) But back to my point, I told them, listen, it's not going to happen. Christians, don't waste your time. We know why. This is the reason. We don't derive our power from politics. Our power does not come out of politics. When God wants to bless us, even the atheist, the one serving Satan, will do his will. When it was time to release Israel from captivity, Cyrus didn't believe in their God. He didn't. But yet, he released a decree. Everybody, go home. Go and worship your God. That's the way God just did it. Only just ask you, you want to go? Yes. Pray for me and for my sons. If you can guarantee him that, he lets you go. He gives you money. Helps you rebuild your temple. That was how Israel was released. Not because the man converted to Judaism. That was how Israel was released. Not because the man converted to Judaism. Some people said that, you know, the mother was a Jew. All that was his story. Later, when I read the story, he was doing it for every religion. Once you had the temple, because, you know, the nations before him had conquered. So they took over from the Babylonians. So many kingdoms under their power. So the man said, okay, everybody go home. So once you had the temple, he allowed you to go back home. He gave you money. And that's how God did it. So that process, that was how Israel came out of captivity. The man did not come back to Judaism. God knows what he's doing. I've heard the story before of when I heard this one from two different people. One is senior military officer. The other one was just my senior from school. But who was in Abuja for some time. When this Abuja and things, things were created, of course, when God wanted to help the Christians, do you know who he used? Sonny Abacha. Who didn't go to church. But that was the person he used. That was the person the Lord used. I don't want to go into details about the Jesus. Now, when I heard the story, what I just appointed was that he appointed, what, what the Lord did was that he appointed a man who had, was at least a nominal Christian, as FCT minister, Jerry Hussaini. Just that like Jerry can be next to him. He's a very good friend. Before in this country, I heard this story when I was much, much younger. It is something. Important decisions had to pass through Sokoto for approval. Who ended it? Abacha. Abacha explained to everybody, look, I'm the head of state. Nobody senior to me here. Let me prove it. He deposed the Sultan. Who has one talk? So, by the time Eleven of us came into power, he didn't have to deal with those principalities. Abacha had done it, had done it. So, look, God knows what he's doing. So, if you think that, uh, uh, after, look, good Lord Jonathan was supposedly a, a Christian. The Northern Christians did not benefit Jack. For almost seven years he was in power, they didn't benefit anything. With all the crisis in Southern Kaduna, I've been hearing since I was a little boy. Why didn't any head of state open the military cantonment there until Muhammad Buhari came into power? That's what we're talking about here. Christianity, we don't derive our power from political arrangement. Yes, they are not well informed. Political arrangements are not well informed. You make allegiance to people, you can't see their hearts. Was that not what happened to Jonathan? That's Jonathan? The, the Christians in not. North were angry with him. I'm even happy I'm telling all these stories. I'm happy. So that you can pray with a clean heart. Because most Christians, God doesn't listen to when they are praying about the country. God just puts the music, increases it. Usually, Nathaniel Basi. God likes his music. Don't you like it too? When some Christian wants to start praying, God will just say, Nathaniel, come. Nathaniel, come sit down there. Behold the true Nigerian in whom there is no girl in his worship. I've come to worship. That's what the Lord is listening to. They are there behind. He's not hearing. I've come to glorify your name. That's what the Lord is hearing. Because when we pray, sometimes God, if I listen, if I listen to this, I will injure somebody. Cries of proud people, Eli who's talked about it, crying because of the oppressor, but no one says where is God, my Maker. They don't hold themselves responsible. Listen, quote this everywhere. The problem of corruption in Nigeria is a church problem. It is one of our brothers just been in Abuja. He said he does not like doing business with Christians, and he goes to church. I said, I was in Kaduna, my host told me that ah, if they divide Kaduna into two, that he and his mother, they are moving to the northern Kaduna, where the Muslims are, that they are safer. That these so-called southern Kaduna Christians, that if you go to church, before you come back, your house, they pass through the roof. If you park your car, something is missing. He said, but when you park in the northern side, where the Muslims predominate, the only problem you have is during those riots. But at other times, you are at peace. Of course, we're not talking about we're not saying one hundred percent of people there are, are, are good people. But generally, he said the place where they don't feel safe is where you say the so called Christians they are the dominant people. And if I say when they are going back from that side, you'll be checking your mirror, who's following you. He said, but if you live on the northern side where the Muslims are. You just drive from JJ, you don't, you don't now literally say you don't have to lock your door or your gate. Your things are safe. That's what I said to you earlier. Listen. When God finds lukewarm Christianity, He removes them and puts Muslims there. So that's better. <laughs> it's not the Church of England that's arguing whether they should ordain homosexual bishops or not. Have you ever heard Muslims discuss it? Whether they do it or not is a different story. But discuss it like, like a ram. What do they call ram? Abomination. Forbidden. They don't go near it. But we Christians, we call it, you know what do we call it, we call all kinds of names. We say if Paul was alive today, he would have said something else that Paul wrote in the context of the ignorance of his times. Forgetting that Sodom and Gomorrah was before Paul. Anybody can say what they like, except that the people come to church and wear a robe. So when God sees such things, you know what he does? He removes them and sells their... They are building to, a, to, a, to, a, to Arabs. Arabs turning to a mosque. Ignorant people. Remember, anger lies where? In the, In the bosom of fools. fools. The undiscerning People without understand, uh, understanding. They now say, you see, Islam is moving forward. God they you see, they can't move forward. I bring them closer. I use them to replace lukewarm people. David Poston says he believes, of course, he said that long ago that UK will become an Islamic country. He said this many years ago, more than 17 years ago. He said, and of course, uh, and the way things are going to become. And he said that is the only way Christianity can survive there. I don't know what I heard I said. You hear what I said? That UK will become Islamic so that Christianity can survive. That as long as they are like this, Christianity cannot survive. But when they become Islamic, anybody that's a Christian at that time is a real Christian. We're supposed to open somewhere. Have we read it? So please bear it in mind though. you know I opened James before. Where's where James now? Chapter what? Five. All right. Okay, now I want to just bring out something here. So what I've said so far all right is that the direct prince said in any church where the, in any nation where the church is established. The Lord holds the church responsible for any problem in that nation. And we should realize that we are responsible. Now let's get back to the matter of prayer. Verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. James said the effective prayer, I like the amplified there, the heartfelt, continued prayer, Of a righteous man can accomplish much. Now, for time's sake, I won't read the rest of it. But he talked about how Elijah prayed, and he was a man of like passion. And he prayed again, verse 18, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produces fruit. Now, why did I read this? I want to emphasize what he said in verse 15. He said, "The prayer of faith." If you have a King James, my Bible here, New American Standard says, "The prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick." And the Lord will do miracles. Or right, let me just summarize it like that. But what I want to bring out is the fact that he says prayer must be in faith. It must be offered in faith. I told you that I wrote to my brethren this morning just to encourage them in the matter of prayer. And there I had to talk about this um, the meaning of this prayer of faith thing. If you study some books, they tell that a prayer of faith is a kind of prayer you pray once, you don't repeat again, you just believe that God has answered you. Uh when we grow up you know we grow up some more, we realize that it's not really like that. When when James said a prayer of faith, it was as opposed to the prayer of habit, prayer of, um, you know, just recitation. This is my prayer. Let me just say prayer in the morning. A prayer of faith is that which recognizes the, the power of God and his role in his situation. So all, the, all effective prayers are prayers of faith. We used to say there's a prayer of faith, there's a prayer of intercession. No. Prayer of intercession is a prayer of faith. Prayer of supplication is a prayer of faith. Prayer of thanksgiving is a prayer of faith. If it was not a prayer of faith, it would not be pleasing to God. I hope you're getting my point here. And if you read the rest of it, you see the the story told about Elijah when he prayed and rain fell, when he prayed again, the Bible says, and rain came, he didn't pray that prayer once and he forgot about it. The prayer of faith is not dictated by how many times you said a prayer. It's whether you understand the power of God and the role he plays in that situation. So if you are praying a prayer of intercession, It is a prayer of faith. When Abraham approached unto God and prayed for Sodom and prayed for Gomorrah, it was a prayer of faith. He was interceding for that land. It was a prayer of faith. Are you getting my point? Jesus said, two of you shall agree. Okay? We call it prayer of agreement. Prayer of agreement also is a type of prayer of faith. All right? Be careful about nothing. In everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And the peace of God, that's one that Paul wrote in the book of Philippians chapter 4, is also a prayer of faith. Whether it's supplication or thanksgiving, once you recognize the power of God, and you recognize his person, his role in the situation, you are praying by faith. Do you get my point? So, prayer of faith comes out of understanding. Now, we understand that only the prayer of faith is effective. If the prayer is not of faith, it is not effective. So now, where does faith come from? The Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, what I want to bring out is that faith comes as a result of understanding. If you don't understand, there is no faith in your heart. Now, you know, I said something earlier. When people are praying, you know, a lot of us are praying about the nation. I said that many times, God is not listening. He has turned to Nathanabasi and is enjoying (laughs) good worship because we are saying some prayers behind. And the reason is is this. I want to give some of those reasons. Now, specifically, now talking about, I'm, and I'm, I'm speaking as one who's around. I'm speaking as a Nigerian. I'm speaking about the situation of the country, about things that we experience, what we are going through in Nigeria at this point in time. And based on the understanding of the word of God, I will just bring out some things. Why I say God, God doesn't have many people is because I hear the way they talk. Now, let me say this to us again. When we are praying, it's not just what we say when we are praying, it's also what we say when we are not praying. All of them join together as our voice in the realm of the Spirit. Do you get my point? Let me give you an example. If you are commenting on politics, okay, on, on Sunday you pray. Sunday night you join your brethren and you pray for the country. And you declare the will of God. The will of God will be done and all of that. On Monday, when you are commenting on politics and the possible outcome of the next election, it must reflect. If it does not reflect, the prayer on Sunday has been cancelled. I hope you're getting my point here. You cannot... See, that's why anytime time I'm talking here with people, I always say, look, this is natural plane. What God will do, I always add it. I enjoy political analysis. There are two front-line candidates we have right now. PMB and AA. Okay? Okay, for those who don't know, President Muhammad Buhari and Atiku abubakar they are the front-line candidates. I enjoy the analysis. I have my preferred candidates. Just don't follow me because you can follow me if you want to. Come and see me after. I'll tell you to vote for. But just doesn't mean I don't go cry. Whether we lose, we win. The joy of the Lord is my strength. As we are finishing voting, if our candidate loses, I will rejoice. You will be feeling bad. So I said, Pastor, didn't you see in the spirit, I said, did you not see somewhere? Did you not vote wrongly the first time? Somewhere whose word never came to the, to, to the floor? Somewhere voted first time. He voted wrongly. Then God they canceled the election, he had the opportunity to vote the second time. And he see voted, he see it was still wrong the second time. It was like the tenth third time before he finally got it wrong. And that's somewhere. So if me, I get it wrong, what's the big deal? The Lord they didn't call me when I was a little boy. Banky, banky, banky. <laughs> so if I get it wrong, it is okay. Are you getting my point? So <laughs> the Lord is good. So I have my preferred candidate. I do. Now, what am I going to say? We enjoyed this discussion, but no matter what I say, at the end of the day, we always say that, listen, only the counsel of God will stand. That is why, with all this, what I've said, I know who I want to vote for. I'm, I plan to go and vote. If they announce the election, and my guy loses, I don't know, I, okay, I will be like, ha, man of God, you don't blow him again. That's all. And God doesn't even want me to know who is winning. So that I can vote according to my understanding. And that's what God requires from everybody. Vote according to your understanding. The man you like, okay, whatever around him that you like. If you like the fact that is always surviving helicopter crash, vote. If you like that one man has a wife from every ge- geopolitical zone, <laughs> just anyone you, that makes sense to you, you vote. But at the end of the day, At the end of the day, the counsel of God will stand. Among the things that I've said, in fact, even though I I, I preempted myself, which is good, I already explained that we Christians are not looking at anybody as a source of help. In fact, one of our sisters, and she told me something that day, I said, look, I need clarification on it. She just said that, look, this man, many Christians are hoping that he will be president, so that this and this will happen. He said, but the Lord said help will not come from him. And I believe it. MK Abiola's time, his own was Hope. Hope 92. Abi? Yeah, so it was Hope. That is, if I went to winners one day, they had to sing a song about Jesus. That Naibi, our only hope, no Biabiola. That is like, <laughs> of course, they added other names, but that the gist of Nigeria was that Hope. That's what they called his own. Hope 92. That if this man wins, there is hope. And listen, it was not just a campaign slogan. That was how most people felt. We know the rest of the story. We know he did well in the elections. We know the Lord said no. Let's just leave it there. Alright? So as, as believers, we understand these things. And please, my, my preaching this evening is for us to be it in mind. Because sometimes when we are praying, okay? and are not talking about prayer of faith. This is what unbelief is. Many people are praying, this is why God does not listen. Most of us are in the south here. We've heard of, um, Esmen crisis, invasion of villages in the north by people who come from different countries, Niger, Chad, you know, Mali. And we, we have our thoughts. So when we are praying, you know what we are praying for? That God remove this man so that this thing will stop. Are uh, you getting my point? Now, once you arrange your prayer like that, if you like, shout from now till tomorrow, you're wasting time. Because you have ascribed to one man the cause of all the trouble. Now, the truth is that you are wrong. Look, are, we are always wrong. Things like that, we are always wrong. You know, people will sit down here and be telling you what they are doing in so wrong, And you want to know how they knew. How did you get to know? And we can see it. How did you see it? The one that happened in your house, you are not even sure what happened. Your own house. There are things happening amongst my own brethren. That is, I could make a phone call. By the time the Jesus gets to me, You understand? Uh, there was one I see heard one of our brothers was ill. One I heard, ah, I said, as a medical person, these things you are saying do not tie. So I picked the phone and called somebody who was in the center. And she said, Who told you that? I said, No, I said this thing didn't tie. That's why I need to call you. She said, No, that's not what happened. Then the person gave me a breakdown. Now you want to now know what's going on in Nashville. Is it possible? You, listen, let's not deceive ourselves. You don't. Even if a politician comes out of there and tells you what is going on, he also is not sure. He also is not sure. He can't see the heart of the person he's talking to. MK Abela said, one reason why he was angry with Babangida was that before he decided to run for president, he called Babangida and asked him directly. Asked him, oh boy, should I run? Are you planning to really step down? Babangida said, go ahead. I will know where it ended. Once one man, eh, uh, another man who said he will not forget, <laughs> this one said he will not forgive Babangida ever. It's Tam David West. Tam David West was minister for petroleum. So one day a man called Tam David West and told him, I can't remember the exact day, but let's just take an example. By the 13th of February, you will no longer be minister for petroleum. This was the days of the Dan Barracks. So Tam David West looked at this big man threatening him. So he got off, walked over to Babangida's office. Is it true that before the 13th of February, you will remove him from office. But I said, Where did you hear that from? Nonsense. I said, Man, felt happy. He went back to his office and continued working. On the 12th of February, he was watching Network News. And he discovered he had been removed. Did you hear what I'm saying? Did you hear me? He was watching news a day before the day that the other man told him. And that man saw that prophet. See, now listen, these people inside don't know what is going on. You now sit in Enugu here and be telling me what's going on in Abuja. Is it possible? Think about it. You self check on, like we say. Then somebody will publish a newspaper from Lagos and tell what's going on in Abuja and say, according to our reporter, who's hanging in a hotel in Abuja, getting drunk? <laughs> Nonsense. The Lord is good. <laughs> people love God. This is why I'm saying all of these things. Alright? People so people get angry, they start praying. And their prayer is based on false information, wrong premises. There are people that sometimes in our house where our praying should die. And God said, you don't understand what I'm using him for. You are saying, this man died, died in your mind. If this man leaves office, things will be better. If this man is no longer in this part, you are just praying. Sometimes, of course, your village has been attacked. You have a distant cousin that was killed and somebody tells you he has the support of this other person. Then when you come to church, let's pray for the country. All this evil, it will stop. Father, in the name of Jesus. And you are praying. You know what? You are angry. You know, there are people till today. They are still angry with Nam uh, Azikwe. Do you know why? You know the reason why now? Because they claim that I will tell him that time ago that they should come together and leave northern Nigeria. And then, <laughs> and I laugh, I said, just be thanking God that I did not listen. Because if he listened, I don't know what will have happened down here. Let's just leave it like that. As someone angry to, i have heard them again and again. What rubbish! They are holding us back. Anger lies where? Now, just by the way, Zeke and Awo and uh, Madhubali or whatever did not decide what Nigeria would be like. The British did not. You know who decided it? Why? Who decided it? Why? Why? Time's sake, we can't read all of it. It is because he says he has marked the boundaries of the people, the peoples, according to the number of the sons of Israel. And he's not talking about Israel in the Middle East. He's talking about the true Israel of God. I've said this to you again and again, and it's a matter of the word of God. God carved it so he can say the church in Nigeria. My friend will say, look, after moving around the north, he's convinced northern Nigeria is not predominantly Muslim. After moving up and down. That one he's convinced of. My minister friend, the one from Manisha, told me that the main thing is that in most of those states, the city, the main cities are populated mostly by Muslims. And that's what gives the wrong impression. That's where the wrong impression comes from. That if you just leave that, you realize it's not really so. And I keep on saying to Christians, you must never join some talk. You know, there are things we say, God realize you are more tribalistic than Christian. No, no, that's the wrong thing. You are more tribal. Than Christian. Because why do you say that? And sometimes you are, you are erroneous in your thoughts. You think that if they carve some place away, you have peace. Because you don't know what they call disturbance. Sometimes the reason why you have peace is because of those areas that have not been carved away. But you wouldn't know. How will you know now? That's why many of our prayers don't make sense. Next point. Who appoints leaders? Let's get it clear. Who appoints leaders? Let's, I, I think we should read this one. This one is very important so that we will see scripture. Listen, what am I doing? I'm building faith in our hearts. Daniel chapter 4. We'll read that one first. I'm building faith in our hearts. Daniel chapter 4. Quickly read verse 17. Faith comes from understanding. Faith comes from knowing exactly what is good on the realm of the spirit. Are you there? So this sentence, for time's sake, I'll just read it quickly. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers, and the decision is a command of the holy ones, in order that the living may know. Read the next line for me. Let's read one more time so I can add my voice. That the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind, and bestows it on whom he wishes, and sets over it the lowliest of men. Go back slightly to chapter 2. Let's read verse um, 21. Okay, let's just back up from verse um, 20. I'll read verse 20, then we'll read them um, 21 together. Daniel answered and said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. 21. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men. And knowledge to men of understanding. Of course, you understand that where I want is that he's the one that changes the times and the epochs. I like that epoch, you know, dynasties, the reign of kings. Are you getting my point? He removes kings and does what? Establishes kings. He's the one that does it. He's the one that does it. No political party does it. No, no political party does it. Einek does not do it. Nobody does it. It's only God that does it. Nobody can take office except God says he should take office. Is that we're, we're explaining something here. Some people, when God has said they should take office, they enter it the wrong way. Some that David did not do. But they could never get in except God says it. Now, as part of that, because I need Christians to understand these things, don't get angry with political arrangement. It's only them that will be ruling. Now you know who said they should be the only them. I don't know whether you are getting my point. In Israel, you know, all the kings in Israel, if Israel did not divide, all their kings would have come from one place, Judah, after David. Ah, is it only them? Jesus had many disciples? He had many disciples? You know, a lot of them were close relatives. In fact, some brothers, cousins. That's nepotism. David's one was even interesting. David, his his Joab was a relative. You know that. Joab was like, is it a was he a cousin or a nephew or something like that? And then Joab's brother, all these sons of Zariah, and he put them in charge of the army. That is nepotism. That guy tries in Nigeria, will eat him up. Now, are those is good or bad? Let me put it like this: Christians, they are irrelevant. What did I say? Yeah. They are irrelevant for your discussion. Christianity is an interesting thing, though. No? They are very, do you know Jesus? Let me tell you what Christian is about. Jesus said that if a man comes to you, so you can't pass your own policeman, so he will say, wind down. You won't pass yourself to give me 1,000. I said, give him 2,000. Say, said, but my papers are complete. Jesus said, give him 2,000. Did he, oh, some of you say, what? Is that not bribery? No, that's not bribery. It's extortion. And Jesus said, if they say to you, go with me one mile, what he was saying is that those days Roman soldiers used to do it. Because there were no vehicles and all of that, they are going, so they are carrying their load and all of that. So a man more powerful than you say, hey you, carry my load for one mile. Jesus said, when you, you know, the normal mentality, human mentality, that this is oppression. Is it because if I empower yourself, I will just be good. Go, 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 I don't even you know I'm, I'm not, I, I I'm going. You know, you are stammering out of anger. <laughs> you know what Jesus said? If you should ask her. Ah, are you tired? Alright, let me have it, let me have stuff. Okay, why are we stopping? We're stopping at T junction. No need, I can get down to Polo Park. There's no problem. But you, are we're not going somewhere. No, I can't wait. Come on, you're a Roman soldier. Why not? <laughs> so we are walking with him and say, so we how have Rome. Is it true you guys have paved roads in Rome? Just gist with him. At the end of when you get to Polos, when he gets to the first, they say, No, stop. He no, 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 "Give no, no, coat." So I give him the coat. Then remove your shirt. Give him to say, so you need this shirt so it can look nice on you. Believe me, <laughs> following Jesus is not a joke. He will turn you to a fool. I thought the story I read in a, a Mural of Men on Mountains by Algie Lutono told a man, a man did wrong. He said, okay, the business you did that doesn't concern me. Half of the money is mine. He said, how can it be yours? Said, because we did another business together two weeks ago and we didn't make any money. Say, give me, otherwise I sue you. Say, go and sue me now. The Holy Spirit said, give him. Say, Lord, I rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> so the Lord said, Satan has gone. Give him the money. I the man the money. The man didn't deserve a dime. He got half of the profit he made. This is a profit that he doesn't. Look, it's why I declare the profit. If I say it was one thousand dollars, you said it was five hundred. But give him the whole, showed him the papers. Everything came to ten thousand. I'm just as an example now. Came to ten thousand dollars. So how much do you want? I can I want five thousand. wrote him a check for five thousand dollars, and that one too collected it. There are things you don't collect. Two years later, he was totally out of business. Two years later, and this man worked so strong. We are reading his story and telling the story long after he's gone. Christianity, Jesus will turn you to a fool. Brethren, it affects how you talk concerning the issues of the country. The ruler is chosen by God. Are you getting my point? Listen, there are things. When something pains you too much, go and kneel down and talk to the Lord about it. When you finish, get up and talk like Jesus said you should talk. Every authority is from Him. Don't fight the authorities. Don't worry about it. There's something that I teach you when it comes to marriage as an example. I said. <laughs> The most powerful person in that house eh, is a wife. The man is the one that thinks he's the most powerful. The most powerful thinking person, that is the man who thinks he's the most powerful, the person is the husband. The person that really has more power than anybody else is a woman. You say, why? It's simple. When the man is doing, he has power. But the woman God placed her under him so she doesn't have power. And there's something about God. Anybody that doesn't have power, he defends. That's why he's the husband to the widow, the father to the orphan, the defender of the defenceless. So one day, this funny woman—what's her name, Sarah? She showed up and made a ridiculous request. Can you imagine? You started the trouble; they now have the authority to come and tell me to kick out that woman and the and the son. So naturally, me, I will not agree. My name is Abraham. Why should I agree for such rubbish? I'm a principled man. I don't take nonsense, not from my wife. And the woman said, nothing. Listen, every time a woman nags, she weakens her power. As a matter of fact, there will be no peace until we do what you want. It's wickedness. She didn't see anything, she went away. You know what happened? The defender of the defenseless now came and said, Bro, Ib, wake up. Say what? Go and do. Exactly what she said. If you don't, hmm? you know, everyone looks. Say, okay. No, that's how God is. No, that's how God is. If you obey what He said, you know, when He says that vengeance is mine, you know what it means. He will. He will is the one that will avenge. But you know, that's half of the story. You know what He said. What's the full thing? Vengeance is mine. What's the next line? I will. That is. If something is deserving of vengeance, he will most certainly repay. He will avenge. Except you offer intercession for the people. If somebody does what is wrong and is really wrong, and you keep quiet and you go and smile, I say, don't worry. "Mm, mm." You slap you, wow. You turn the other cheek. The man foolishly slaps it again. If you don't say have mercy on him and he was abusing his power when he did that, he will die. There are times you run away from trouble because you don't want a man to die. Say if I stay here, this man catches me, he will beat me for doing nothing. And when he beats me, I give him three months, his wife will be a widow, his children will be orphans. Listen, that's not the joke, that's not good preaching. That is the truth though. You know why he said vengeance is mine, what will I do? I will avenge. He didn't just say, you know, vengeance is mine. is like it belongs to me. Leave it. This one is that like it is mine. I will take it. Don't worry about it. Just let me just warn you, believers, so that we know what's, what's true. Never oppress anybody. Please, Jesus cannot save you from the wrath of God if you oppress people. Anyway, why would he save you? He's the one punishing you anyway. This father judges no man. He has committed all judgment to the sons. Listen, I'm not, I know what I'm telling you. Don't oppress anybody. Don't oppress anybody. What do you need to oppress? You have power; he doesn't have. So you do something because there's nothing he can do. Please, that is a recipe for a short life. And being a Christian kills you faster. So don't even go near. Like uh, I'm covering lot of Jesus. To so whom much is given. Please, as a Christian, please, I'm just begging you. I don't know why I just went anybody. Don't oppress anybody. Don't oppre- Listen, if you're a policeman, as an example, you're a soldier. that your uniform, eh? Become afraid. Because you, you are in trouble. Uh, what I've told you is the word of God, though. Don't oppress people. Don't use any trick to defraud anybody. We should preach the truth, though. <laughs> Listen, Christians, the, one of the reasons why we behave ourselves is that we know the consequences. Some people don't understand the consequences. They don't understand. They don't understand. What will he do? My father is the commissioner of police. What will he do? So you slap him. Meanwhile, your f- papa don't sing before. Now only you, they keep him alive with your intercession. You Now use his name to start oppressing people. His diabetes will start acting up. Next time you go home, he's, un- he's unconscious. You will have to kneel and say, Lord, you know, there's some boy I slapped his Please, I'm coming. You will run there. Oh, but how now? Are you the vex. No need to vex. Now. Yeah, slap me back. Bah, bah, no, please now. People say, leave and uh, no, I can't leave it. All. Come, let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. They are doing, buy one, get one free shop. <laughs> Ice cream. Oh yeah, buy two and get two free. I will pay. <laughs> say, please, I'm begging you. People say, why? All the-? No, my papa won't die. <laughs> why? I was the one keeping my, him alive. Now I am now incurring judgment because I'm using his rank to oppress people. What I've told you, my people of God, is the way it works. Out. You know the Bible says, don't move the how did this say again? I, I can't remember the quote of it. It's landmark, but not ancient landmark now. It's like when you find a widow, you find an orphan, be careful how you treat them. He said, Why? He said, Because their defender is strong and it takes the life of those who oppress them. Their defender is strong. What am I going they say? People of God, when we are praying, back to the issue of Nigeria, when we are praying, let's understand these things. God is in charge. Somebody say, "Amen." amen. Don't worry about the headsmen. they are not part of your prayer point for election. That's what I'm trying to say. Your anger. How do we pray? We pray according to the will of God. There's a statement I need to make. All right, I just remember I saw it. I saw it here now, because sometimes it confuses Christians. You know where calamity starts from? Who sends calamity? It's not the devil, though. You know, people like the Satan, Satan. He has his own time. I don't know. He does. But generally, if a nation is in trouble, it's not Satan. It's God. God said, I'm bringing calamity upon these people. I want to do something to them that when the ears of people hear it, will tingle. It's God that does it. And many of the problems you complain about, go and read your Bible. That's what God says. I will, tell you tell that, I don't have the scriptures offered now, but I will, I will rouse this man from the east and he will come. He will come with anger. He will come with vengeance. His eyes will show no mercy. If you pictured what God was saying that time, many of the things we are complaining about today was what He said will happen. So men will come with sword. He said they will not have mercy on the woman or the child or the one that is pregnant. That this is what will happen. That the pregnant ones will be opened up and the baby. And God will describe it. He said, Why? He said, Because I'm angry. Christians couldn't take it at a the time. They said, No, no, it's the devil. He said, But God said, Ah, He said, No, he's all, He just allows, He permits. Okay, God says, okay, I will permit to be aroused an avenger from afar. (laughs) Call it whatever you like. What am I going to say? Anytime you see trouble, stop looking at the executor of the trouble. Look for the instigator of the trouble, the spiritual instigator. Many times in Nigeria, people are praying, God, what we need in this country is justice. (laughs) We need a justice system for ourselves. But what we need is mercy. Because God judges us according to the motive of our iniquity. Oh, boy. Nobody will stand. That is how we pray for a country. Another thing I should make as a point before I go, no matter what people have planned, you know what God said by himself? He said, he's the Lord that makes wars cease to the end of the earth. That is, there's no way he cannot cause their wars to cease. I keep on giving the testimony of this last election. I love that testimony. I mean, it moves me seriously. The day before the you know, election was done, an announcement was supposed to come, we are waiting, Jonathan versus Muhammadu Buhari. And I called my friend, courage in Sokoto. How is it? I was with him a few days before in Akure, And he rushed back, went for a barrier. He, he rushed back to Sokoto. I came back to Enugu. We voted on Saturday. This was not the week after that Saturday. His wife, his children, they are all there. In the core of the north. So I asked him, I said, how is it going? He said, we're there here. They look God face. What's the, what's the situation like? He said it's very tense. Ah, huh? i oh, he's finished talking. Eh? When I'm talking with him, I always try to sound very calm. You know, like you know, let me tell you another, let me drop something. Don't scare people. Even if you are scared, keep your scare inside <laughs> yourself. You should stay off faith when you're talking to people. Please make it a habit. Stay up faith. If it's somebody who is sick, very sick, looks like he's going to die tomorrow and he's a friend of yours, don't go to Ah, ah. What happened now? Ye, just stay at home. When you get there, you are feeling mobile. you feel everything, just go there. Amen. But how now? Praise God. It's well. Hmm? The Lord can do all things in your mind. God. This so is not Lazarus. It shall be well. Eh? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Because you are the miracle-working God. Because in your mind, oh boy, we need this miracle. On the surface, you say, Look, it's well, eh? Squeeze the hand, then go outside, then and go and collapse outside. And God, ah! <laughs> yeah, please now. If, if you do in front of the man, you've removed the little face he had left. Who told me the story of the man, who, a woman who was seriously sick? And the husband just begged everybody: Say, please, when you go there, don't, don't, don't do any do, though. What's go? No, no, don't talk. Just go there, read the scripture, and go away. And the woman got healed. No, that's just by the way. Like I said, that's by the way. So that day, when we finished talking, what he did not know was that, eh, I wanted to explode with tension. It was as if my, my head was going to burst. So I called our sister. Many of you have met before, Mommy I said, Mommy please, eh. I said, look, I'm tense. I need calm, I need comfort. I said, God told you something. I need you to tell me. I don't even know, I just knew. I just said, the Lord told you something. It's not possible. You can't be here. And the Lord won't tell you anything. Why, why? Is, is, he, is, it good? <laughs> I said, no, the Lord told you something. I need to hear it. Oh, she said, oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. The other night I was praying and then I had a vision. And I don't know Nigeria, four angels standing at the four corners, mighty sword in their, in their hands, each one. He said, so the, the sword was stretched upwards and the tips of the sword were touching the center over the country. He said, that The word of the Lord came to me and said that there will be no trouble. <laughs> no, that was when I calmed down. And of course, we saw what happened. The, the Lord makes war cease. He makes war cease. If he says there will be no trouble, there will be no trouble. Let's ask our it. These are the things we bear in mind. If he says there will be no trouble, there will be no trouble. He's the one that makes wars cease. He's the one that makes wars cease. He's the one that makes wars cease. Let's just acknowledge him. Just call him that name. Let's, let's bless God. That's what I mean to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You've heard that song before. Oh my soul. Worship his whole holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship his holy name. What does it mean to bless the Lord? Call him the name that is due him. Call him the one that makes wars cease. Now when you are doing that, you are praying for Nigeria. You are invoking, that's what it's called invoking the name of God. Invoke his name at this point over the nation. You are the one that makes wars cease. Call him that name. You are the one that makes wars cease. You are the governor among the nations. These are the names we should call him. You are the ruler over these nations. You are the one that makes wars cease. You are the governor among the nations. I like what he said in Psalm 22. He is the governor among the nations. He is the ruler among the nations. He is the ruler over the nations. Therefore, let's call him that name. Let's bless his name. Let's bless his name. He said, "All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship before Thee, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and He rules over the nations." I've just read from Psalm twenty-two. Say, Lord, You rule over the nations. Call Him that name. What we have done in all this talking is to stir up faith to pray. One minute of praying with faith is worth more than hours and hours of praying with unbelief. That's why we took time out to explain. We are not angry with anybody. We understand that he rules. Say to him, you are the God of judgment. Now, there's the reason why I'm saying that. You are not angry with anybody. You are not angry with headsmen. You are not angry with anybody. You are just a Lord. Judgment is from you. Wrath comes from you. There's a reason why you need to say that to him. Lord, I recognize you are the God that sends wrath. You are the God that has wrath. You have indignation. And when you're angry with the people, they suffer. They pine away. It's also part of worship. Satan does not rule our lives. The devil does not rule our lives. Say to him, You are the God that has indignation. Say to him also, You are the God of mercy. It's not indignation. It's not judgment that we want to exalt. We are just recognising that there's no help outside him. Say to him, You are the God of mercy. You are the God of mercy. Another name we should call him the God of mercy. The God of mercy. Even though he's the God of judgment, but he's also the God of mercy. And mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Another name we call him. You are the one that choose kings. You choose the king over Nigeria. You choose the governors over our states. You choose the president over this nation. It is your choice. Nobody can compete with you. Nobody can take anything from your power. You are the king maker. That's his name. Worship him. Call him the king maker. The president maker. He's the king maker. He's the king maker. Call him his name. There is nobody else apart from him. There is no one else. You are, there, There's no one else. There's a way Daniel said it. We read it earlier. Daniel made it clear. That he's the one that changes Kings. Is the one that changes seasons. I like the way Daniel said, let me read it out to you again. Just call God by this name. He said, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. Wisdom and power belong to him. He knows what he's doing. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. Let's call him that name. Lord, you are the one that removes kings. You establish kings. You remove kings. You establish kings. There is none but you. That name is important. PDP is not the one. APC is not the one. There is no cabal. Let's let's stop being afraid. There is no cabal that can choose a king. Only God chooses 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 a king. 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 (laughs) Over this nation is the one that is choosing the king. Let's call him by that name. The one who chooses the king. He said, "The Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind, and he bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over the lowliest of men. We are just worshiping God over this nation. We are invoking His name over the nation. We are invoking His name over the next election. We are invoking His name over the security of this nation. Let's say to him again, "You make war cease. Nobody can foment trouble when he says there is no trouble. When he says there will be peace, there will be peace. If he says there will be no peace for him that comes in or him that goes out, then there will be no peace. But he will have mercy. Oh, let's take a, a minute or two more. And acknowledge him. Invoke his name over the land. And say the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Nigeria is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Invoke his name. Ah. We have given his glory to too many others We have given his his glory to APC We have given his glory to a few big men Oh, it's Bolatinubu. It is uh, Saraki It is No, 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 who are they? Who are they? Mere men With their breath in their nostrils If God takes away their spirit, they expire How can we glorify them so? We shouldn't In fact, we should repent Of all the time We have glorified them like that Let's glorify him alone. Glorify him alone. Let's glorify him alone. Say to him, you are the one, no one else but you. There is none but you. There is none but you. You are the one that commands mercy for us. There is none but you. The earth is the Lord's. Say to him, Lord Lugard did not make Nigeria. Great Britain did not make Nigeria. You, God, set the boundaries of the peoples. According to the number of the sons of the Israel of God, you have your people in the land. You created this nation. The last portion is His people. Now let's begin to give Him thanks. Let's begin to give thanks that we are His people. It's important recognize that you are His people. We are His people. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the people of God. We are His precious possession. Say to the Lord, Your precious possession, they are in this country. The Lord's portion is His people. The Lord's portion is His people. We are the portion of the Lord. We are at the apple of His eyes. We are the portion of the Lord. We are the apple of His eyes. We are the portion of the Lord. We are the, of the, we are the apple of His eyes. The Lord who watches over us, He perfects everything that concerns us because we are His people. He is a merciful God. He is a merciful God. Father, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. I'm just going to say a few prayers. I just need you to say amen. Now, what we have done is just to establish, you know, it calls it invoking the name of God. It said to them, this is how you will bless the sons of Israel. You will say to them, the Lord bless you. It was not, if you look at the way the Hebrew went, it's not made. the Lord bless you. No, that your blessing is in God's hands. That God of blessing be upon you. That's what he was saying to them. He said, when you do all of these things, when you have invoked that name of that God of blessing, God now said, I will in turn come out and I will bless them. What does that mean? When you invoke God's name upon a place, he releases his might in that area. What we do a lot of times in the country, we invoke somebody else's name. To many Christians, Bola Ahmed Tunubu is more powerful than the Almighty God. And we said it casually, is what these men decide. How can you say that? Ah, you know, the North, they have this hegemonious hold. <laughs> That's it. Once you see a man with tall cap that says, Allahu Akbar," you are afraid. Why? Because you've told yourself again and again. So you become afraid of ordinary human beings just because he goes to a mosque and he's from the North. So these are the powerful people. Ah, may God have mercy on us. Amen. And we say casually, then we we'll not get to church. In the name of Jesus says what are you saying? What are you saying? That's why I took time, took this length of time to explain. So that even if he's 15 minutes with strength praying, it's with no punch, with power, it's packed. That's why we spend the first few minutes just invoking God's name. That he's a ruler over this nation. That the earth is the Lord. This nation is his own. He's the governor. The Bible says among the nations. He's a ruler. We know he's the one that appoints kings. Our democratic calendar is that we'll go and vote in about 11 days. Honestly, if God says nobody will vote, you know nobody will vote. If he says all oh, your votes will not count, he you know it will not count. He knows what he's doing. That's why he said that wisdom is his. That was, that's what Daniel said. Wisdom belongs to him. So what we have done is to invoke his name. Now what we want to do now is to release his power. And I want to pray just say amen. That's what I want you to do. Father, consent this next election. Let there be peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let lives not be lost because people are are, are fighting over elections. We ask you for peace over this land in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, your choice, your power. Do it in this nation in Jesus' name. Show us mercy in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be that the person you will bring into power is one that will show That will be a manifestation of your mercy upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ. That during his reign there will be peace. That during his reign there will be prosperity. During his reign there will be justice. The progress will come in different sectors of this nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Paul said that we pray all of this so that we can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Whoever you will bring into power. Let him be one who will execute what will please you in according to these words of Paul in the name of Jesus Amen. that will lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. He said before God, who wants all men to be saved, that is we have to use our peace to advance the gospel. So there, there will be freedom in this nation Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, under His reign or Her reign, wherever it will be, Lord, let the gospel advance to every nook and cranny of Nigeria. Amen. He said, My cities is too prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Let prosperity come so that we can spread the gospel outside this nation. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We decree, because we know you have heard us, that during this election there will be peace. Amen. We decree that to those who will travel, there will be peace. Amen. As they return, there will be peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Know that all over the country, Lord, there will be peace. Amen there will be no trouble. Amen. That's what we ask you for and that's what we we'll receive. Amen. And we we'll release that anointing into the air. Amen. Peace be upon this nation Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. That seat in Asorok will be occupied by the man of God. When we say man of God, we mean the person that God has particularly chosen for a purpose of his mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's take another one minute and say, Lord, thank you. Let's just say thank you. Let's say, Lord, thank you. Let us say, Lord, thank you. Because we know that power belongs to him. Because we know that power belongs to him. Let's worship him. Let's thank him. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. That's the prayer of faith. And Nigeria, it is well with it. Amen. It's well with her. Amen. And you, you will prosper in this country. Stop running up and down. Let me just add this one to it again. Don't go looking for where somebody will take care of you. You are too blessed, too anointed to be looking for where things are easy. That is the job of people who have no use. Seriously. Anointed people like you, you will prosper in this land. Amen. And if you have to go anywhere, you will prosper there too. Amen. But not because you are looking for food, but because you have been blessed. You know, if you like strive are they brought their blessing to Nigeria. Start their connect in Nigeria. That's that's how Christians travel. Not, you know, I need money, I need money. I need to build the house. Rubbish. Depart away from destiny because you want to build the house. What nonsense is that? Go somewhere and create something. Are you getting my point? Anyway, in Jesus' name, you you are blessed. Amen. In Jesus' name, you you are blessed. Amen. God will make all grace abound towards you. Amen. You will have all sufficiency in all things, Amen. and you are bound to every good work. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. Live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's multiplication, dominion, and manifestation for those who are not used to it. So bless somebody beside you, please. Two more people. This is your season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. One more person. This is your season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. One for yourself. It's my season. is my season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. All right. Share our brethren. God bless you.